This episode of the Jamie K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Have you had a chance to join the From Within Records Discord yet? If not, I will put the link in the show notes and I promise that I will. But if not, please reach out to me, reach out to From Within Records or anybody that you know that's in the Discord and ask for an invite. You'll definitely get let in. I've already had multiple people reach out to me and I was more than happy that people were showing interest. So please, if you have a Discord, do yourself a favor and join the From Within Records Discord and stay connected to a bunch of cool people doing cool shit. Seed of Pain, Champions of Chaos, releasing on vinyl in 2022 so please keep a lookout for that also moment of truth debut lp a call beyond on from within records september 24th payback lp it is what it is this winter the shackled lp from within records is doing a ton of cool shit and they can't be stopped so please do yourself a favor, go follow From Within Records on social media, boot up your Twitter, Instagram, click that follow button, and you can thank me later. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we were able to track down Ridge Ryan, plays guitar in Life's Question. That band's so fucking awesome. I, I'm so lucky that I've been able to see them twice. It doesn't sound like a lot, but I cherish both those moments once in program at Fullerton, or excuse me, in Fullerton, and the second time with it, FYA7, which was legendary. I will never forget those moments, and I'm looking forward to seeing them in October at Still Won't Break Volume 2. Shout out to all my friends and the PA hardcore scene that will be attending and everybody else uh, from around the world that will be flying out for that fest. It's going to be super sick, but shout out to Ridge. He also plays in Pain of Truth and a newer band called Nuwaza. So please support everything that Ridge does. He's super awesome, super talented. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out his artwork, he's done a lot of cool stuff for a lot of your favorite bands. So if anyone's interested, hit him up for some cool artwork. But it was fun for me to finally be able to sit down with Ridge. I feel like I've been chasing him for years and I was just so happy to hear his story and hear about what life's question pain of truth and Uwaza have coming up so please keep an eye out for that new life's question lp being recorded by wyatt oberholzer and it's going to be so sick i love life's question and i can't wait for new music from all of them strap in enjoy this conversation without further ado welcome ridge ryan to the show Welcome to the podcast, Ridge. How's it going? What's up? Going good, man. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for being down. I uh, wanted to have you on for a really long time, if I'm being honest. I, I swear I've talked to Josh about having you on at least like two or three different times over the years. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That means a lot. Yeah, I've listened to every one that you did with Josh. and I'm, a, I'm stoked to be on. I'm stoked to have my turn. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, this is awesome for me. 
but but I'm, I'm just curious about you because obviously I'm I'm a fan of a life's question, but I'm not you know too familiar with uh, your upbringing and where you come from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I grew up in North Carolina, just in Asheville, North Carolina. I lived there for like um, ten years. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I mean, where I grew up. I mean, my family's roots are in Maryland. Like as far back as they know, everybody's always lived in Maryland. And moved to North Carolina when I was like one. Back to Maryland when I was eleven or twelve, and just I mean, that's where I got into music and everything, and that's where all like my hometown friends are. That's where I really feel like I, I came up in Maryland. So I always just say I'm from Maryland. That's okay. where I met Josh too. Okay. That's sick. And uh, how'd you uh, get into playing music? Uh, my, my dad plays music. My dad's like super fucking awesome. He plays everything and he is a dope singer and he just loves metal and was always trying to get uh, me and my brother to play stuff. And we were just like, yeah, we, we like it. Like, it's awesome. But we were just into, into skateboarding and it kind of took over and we didn't have an attention span to learn. And then at like the same time, I started playing guitar and my brother started playing drums just so we could jam together. Like um, probably when I was like uh, 11 or 12 and I just got into it. I mean, I always like fucking loved metal so much and uh i um as far as hardcore music though i i was like in the metal and like deathcore and death metal and stuff like that and punk just from like tony all games and i met josh when i was like 15 and he was super into like metalcore and he would actually like go to shows and like and and uh mosh and like a real mosh pit and hardcore dance thing and he would just give me a hard time because i was like pushed mosh metalhead and i was just like hardcore dancing is kind of stupid so that's weird and then he brought me to my first show and i just realized it was like the coolest thing ever and we just would go to shows every weekend and an hour and a half from baltimore an hour and a half from uh like northern virginia and so we kind of just helped out do we want to like go to like Nova shows or Baltimore shows. And I mean, we Baltimore shows were honestly just way more fun. We made friends way faster. And so that's how that started. And we um, just tried starting a band together like immediately. And uh, our bands were so bad for so long. And I don't know, just kind of kept trying at it until something uh, felt right. Yeah. Well, it, I feel like that's, uh, you know, a, good story to tell because sometimes and I, I always stress this because I, I i know i'll speak to people um who are you know trying to start something new who want to have an impact but sometimes they'll get jaded because they don't get like this overnight success or this instant gratification on what they're doing and obviously i i get it because right you know when people work hard on something uh they want it to succeed but sometimes it doesn't always catch right away but like like for you to, to start, you know, so many bands um, and, you know, to, to finally have one catch. I, I think that's awesome that you guys were able to stick with it and not, you know, get jaded, you know, over time, you know, especially when you're working hard on trying to create something from scratch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely like weren't like actively bummed, like playing these shows and like, why the hell? Like, everybody think we suck. Like, we just 
realize later that we weren't crushing it. But at the time, we were, we didn't care. We were just like, oh, this is awesome. And just freaking out about any show we get to play and like driving to Virginia Beach on a weeknight to play to like to like four people moshing in their flip-flops and cowboy boots like at a random bar. And so it was just, I don't know, taking what we could get and then kind of becoming more aware as we got older. And um, I don't know, songwriting, just getting better, just becoming more knowledgeable and just less, you know, like spazzy. Like, yeah, we always had fun. And um, but I think life's question was definitely the first thing where we were like, we were a little more aware and knew more people who are older. And it just, uh, just, it just worked out. It was super fun. And like, especially with my wife playing too, it's just like, like, uh, my wife, Abby has been friends with Josh, like before I even knew her. And he kind of like, um, I don't know. He kind of introduced us to each other. So I, I owe him a lot. And, uh, she was just like, why don't you just, uh, do this life's question band. We'll all play in it together and kind of just piece it together from people once she heard it. And so it just, I don't know. The rest is history. It's, I don't know. I'm also like, there's so many events that happened that made life's question. I start being a band that I just, I mix them up because like we played our first show in 2014 and then just didn't do anything ever again because we moved all around. Mm-hmm. And um, Abby definitely like reignited the flame. And we were just like, yeah, sure. And it just kind of took a life of its own, I guess. Because I was going to ask, like, how do you get from, you know, like the Maryland area to, you know, being in Life's Question, which was like a, you know, a Chicago band? Yeah, it's definitely like a crazy story like i grew up in uh uh i mean east coast my whole life i didn't even go to the midwest until i was like 19 or 20 and um i just i i mean i don't know i mean you also living on the east coast like there's so many cities so close mm-hmm. and it kind of has everything you want like your favorite bands will play in your city all the time so there was never really like i never really had much of a desire to travel and um when i met abby josh was going to school in chicago and she lived in minnesota and i like well maybe i'll just move to chicago so i could be closer to josh and closer to abby and like maybe we'll start a band in chicago and uh i had no idea chicago for from minneapolis it's just like stupid east coast brain i was like oh i'll just go to minnesota on the weekends but it's like eight hours away and like the most boring drive ever. And uh, so I ended up moving to Minnesota. We got married and we lived in Minnesota. And that's when uh, we started life session back up again. And it just uh, made more sense to play shows in Chicago. It's where most of our friends were. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Abby has so many friends there. Same with Josh. And I met people through Josh there. And I think we played like two or three shows there. But um it's just i don't know it's just where it's where we were living at the time but i know we all wanted to move back to the east coast like uh abby's lived all over and she wanted to live on the east coast and i definitely got homesick i i just love the east coast so much and same with josh and so we just ended up all coming back after a little while so we definitely i don't know like we tried not to claim chicago in any way mm-hmm. that we were from there it's just where we were 
when we got to start the van. But I mean, whatever. I mean, I love Chicago, so. Yeah, that's like where, like for me, uh, for like you know where I found out about life's question. That's like where you guys were at at that time. Uh, but it is crazy mm-hmm. to to hear you uh, mention that you guys played a show in 2014 and it just kind of went away. Uh, what was that like? Like you know, yeah. y- you got the taste of playing that that one show. Uh, were you guys just busy with doing other things in life to even focus at a, like on a band at that time? Um, I mean, it's kind of a lot of things. Like, um, I was in a band with Josh, and when he went to school, he had to leave the band, and our other buddy started doing vocals. And um, I like told Josh all the time, I was like, oh, but I like, I want to do like another band with you. Like, now that we're not doing this band together, I want to do something more like crossover. Like a thrash kind of hardcore band because I like playing like in high tunings and like doing guitar solos and stuff and and so we were like yeah absolutely we'll do it and one summer that he was home from school in 2014 we just recorded like five songs like wrote them like I wrote them uh, with my brother on drums just like him just recording it and Josh did vocals and then we played one show. And it was going to be like, it was me on guitar and our buddy Ben from Maryland on bass and our buddy on drums. And our buddy Ben, the day of the show, called us and was like, I have like 104 degree fever. There's no way I could do this. And we were like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. And we had a buddy just fake play bass, like not plugged in. <laughs> oh, wow. So at least look cool. That's crazy. And, and it was just like, Dude, I, we probably, like, without a doubt, it sounded pretty bad, mm-hmm. but it was definitely, like, we were just, like, young-ish, and enough of our friends were there, and it was just kind of, like, a fun party set that it just felt awesome, and I think we were both kind of, like, damn, like, this uh, this is what this is what we want to be playing, but, I mean, he was in school, and I was in this other band, and um, had, like, a, a pretty decent time and so it was it wasn't really a plan for it to be huge it was just like every once in a while when you come back in the summer mm-hmm. we'll write more songs and maybe play a show and uh but it just it just like i mean we got busy and uh wanted to do it again but it had to take um i don't know somebody else giving us the push which abby did so yeah. I, hopefully that makes sense. I, I ramble pretty hard. No, no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Abby was uh, there to give you guys that push because, uh, you know, from my experience, right, I, I found out uh, about uh, life's question just through you know, talking to some friends or everybody's like, hey, like you got to check out this band. They're like, you know, uh, doing some cool stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, check them out. And I, I was into the music and then I was finally able to see you guys live when you came uh, and played program out here in, uh, you know, Fullerton, California. And right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at mm-hmm. that show and and it's, sometimes it's, it's hard for me to gauge because uh, like out here, there, there's so many kids, um, you know, who are into the, the music and kids always like, you know, show up and always participate. So things are always crazy. Right. It, it, it's rare for a, like a band to come through. Mm-hmm uh you know uh and like have like a really bad set uh so i'm just like okay like that set was awesome like you guys sounded like great live oh, yeah. but i'm just like i wonder like 
if that's how it always is right so like i, I was always like this weird question mark in the back of my mind yeah. and i wasn't able to see you guys again until fya uh you know in 2020 and that's where i i, I kind of realized like okay i'm like this band is right. like something special because when when you guys uh, went up there and played and i just remember like just kind of being like super surprised but but not in a bad way but like in a good way because like you know going from the program program experience to the fya experience i'm like okay like that wasn't just like because they were in california they got a good reaction like no these guys are you know killing it everywhere because the reaction here it's like a you know like it's it, fya it's a mix of kids from all over the country coming together for this fest and for you guys to to get that kind of reaction i'm like all right this is this is how it normally is and this is crazy and i just remember like so just seeing just so many kids going off and like the energy during your guys' set that night i was like okay this is this is crazy man yeah i appreciate that i appreciate that i'm i'm glad you got to be there that was um FYA was so fun and, and that and that tour with higher power after it definitely like helped me get through uh the pandemic for sure. Cause it was a good time. It definitely it definitely uh it helped me get through it. And uh, I'm glad you got to be there for FYA. It was so fun. I, I was super nervous. It was definitely like crazy situation. I'm pretty sure Josh last time he was on told you about how he like almost didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's having. And he got there like I think the morning of. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah he's having issues with like his airline. <laughs> so or something. insane. Yeah, and I remember because I was I, I follow him on social media. Yeah, he just. Um, yeah, I, I follow him on social media, so I was kind of watching it play out as he was you know posting his like frustration, and yeah. I was like hoping I'm like all right, I hope he makes it because I'm here and I want to see the you know see you guys play. So like like in my mind I'm like damn like hopefully he's able to figure everything out and get here. And obviously, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we were all worried. Yeah, for sure, it, it is crazy. I I like the day before, um, we were all kind of like freaking out a little and like Abby's going back and forth talking to Josh and they're figuring out how he's going to get there. And we're also figuring out what we might do if he can't get there. Just, it would have felt so weird. I was not stoked at all at the option of like having to get people, random people to go up and do vocals or, or whatever. But I don't know. It was also, I think he was more bummed about missing killing time than anything. And I think he was more bummed about that than he was worried about not making it to life's questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's definitely like our, our mutual favorite band. And every time we've been able to see him, something happens and he can't go. He's kind of like cursed with it. Yeah. But he made it, he made it. And it was, it was an awesome time for sure. Yeah. And that, that would have been strange. Like if you had like, you know, he didn't make it and you guys are trying to play this like set with a bunch of other people singing along. I, I couldn't imagine how you guys could even get through that. Uh, especially if it hadn't been practiced before. Yeah. It feels so weird. Yeah. That's wild. For sure. It would, it would have helped so weird. We were also pretty like bad with practicing that I think we would have been freaking out. Like we kind of like, I feel like we're like 40% prepared and 60% hoping that some kind of magic will happen and we won't sound horrible. That's kind of how it's always gone. Like we just, I think we full band, we've practiced full band like one time. It's just crazy. It's, it's always something with us, but I mean, mm-hmm. always have fun. Okay. Well, the two times that I've seen life's question, it's been great. So, um, 
I, I think you guys are doing, you know, doing a good job so far. I appreciate that so much, man. I'm having a blast doing it. And so absolutely. And you guys put out a, a tale of sudden love and unforgettable heartbreak uh, with a new morality zine. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, you know what Nick's doing over there, and I'm curious how you guys were able to link up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I do. fucking love Nick. He's he's been I don't know the best through and through with everything, and um, just know him from Chicago. Like I, Josh met him first, and um, would just see him all the time at shows. Like he's him and Josh are kind of guys that just go to shows and. Like no matter what they are, they're just present, you know? And um, so they just kind of met each other through that. And he put out our first, yeah, he put out like our first EP. And naturally, we just hit him up again. He was able to do it so fast before we went on our first full US. We went on Summer of Fear. He just did it like so fast. And he's always just hooked it up and been stoked for us and stoked about us and um no he's uh he's published or not published uh, he's um like included a bunch of my brother's poems in his zines mm-hmm. and so my brother knows him he's just i don't know he's a, he's a kind of guy that just he just um i don't know he wants to help you out he wants to include you and he's excited about what you're doing and that's definitely give us a lot of a uh, got a lot of um opportunities and a lot of confidence from i mean He's the best. Yeah, I, I really appreciate what. And uh, hopefully, we get to do something again. That would be sick. Uh, I I appreciate Nick and what he does with Numerology Zine. I feel like yeah, yeah, like like he's one of those guys that like constantly has his ear out there and finding good bands uh, before a lot of people, and and, and it's cool because uh, w- when I see Numerology Zine posting a band, I'm just like, all right, I, I got to check that out because he, he he has like something special. So I I always like pay attention to what they're doing over there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He definitely knows what's up. He knows what's good. And I love how he does things, too. I mean, he's the best. And going back to no that, doubt. Uh, going back to that full U.S. tour, uh, can you talk about what that was like for Life's Question? Because well, was that ever anything or was that ever something you guys like planned to do as a band since things were you know kind of like off and on for you know the early part of the band's career? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely didn't plan for it at all. Not really any, really nothing we've done has felt planned at all. I mean, we um, we uh, got hit up for that kind of in the like earlier in the year, probably in like February or something, and uh, we were de- definitely down, but. Before that, we had conver- we've had conversations where we're like, all right, we're probably not going to tour more than a week, like, because we've all like everybody except for Josh had come from bands that kind of um, I don't know, uh, squeeze all the juice out of it that we could and just did all we could and we like tried to tour a bunch and we felt pretty maxed out at the beginning of Life's Question, and earlier in the year we we're like, yeah, we'll do probably like week tours like if we can tops. And then got that offer, we're like, fuck it, why not? It would be awesome. I mean, it's awesome, obviously, going out and being on tour for a month. We just um, didn't think we'd be able to do it and kind of planned on I'm not doing it, but 
when the first offer came to do it, we were like, nah, that would be awesome. Let's do it. And uh, it was definitely a scramble getting it together. Uh, our buddy Nick, who plays drums for us, that was his first tour with us and literally asked him to do the tour two weeks before it even happened. We just got his number from a friend that worked at Guitar Center with him because we needed a drummer like super quick just because of things that happen with our last members. And so we had to get somebody like in two weeks or I was going to play drums on the tour and we were probably just going to do one guitar and have Abby play guitar. And like I can drum, but I'm definitely not a drummer. And so I was super anxious about it. I knew I was just going to like get super tired and just probably end up breaking shit and not know how to fix it. And I was mm-hmm. freaking out. And uh, we got his number, called him, and he's like, yeah, sure, I'm down. And we went to Ohio where he lives and practiced with him the day before we had to drive out to the first date, which was actually, this is hardcore, after show. And it just worked out somehow. It was awesome. And he would just immediately after the tour is over, just put him in the band. And I don't know. I we definitely wouldn't be a band if it wasn't for him. He definitely held it together. And, uh, I don't know, made us realize that we want to do a lot and, uh, made us want to try. Yeah. He's the man. And summer fear was awesome. It was, it was so awesome. It was so fun. Longest, I think the longest tour that I had done up to the, that point. Damn. And for him to have that confidence to just, like on a two weeks notice to accept that tour offer that, that, that that's wild, but I'm happy that it was able to work out. Yeah, dude, he's insane. He's like the best drummer I've ever played with. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's the best secret weapon for sure. Yeah. Cause, uh, Absolutely, and- man. For, for you guys to, to drive out there just like the day before to practice that's that, that's a lot of a lot of pressure riding on on everybody right because you're not even sure if it's going to work out or if you guys are going to you know vibe yeah. or get each other uh but but i'm really happy that that it worked out because that tour i'll uh, never forget that that tour i love summer fear Ho- hopefully it comes back at some point but yeah that was uh, you know really great to finally be able to see you guys at that program date yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, man. It was definitely an honor to be on Summer Fear. I had friends too, um, like I had friends on every Summer of Fear before that, and it always just looked like a blast. So, and and it definitely was. It was fucking awesome. I'd love to, I'd do it again, or just it. I would love to just see it come back. Just like you're saying, be awesome. Okay, and and as far as uh, life's question, releasing music, uh, obviously, you know, a tale of sudden love and unforgettable heartbreak that, that came out in twenty nineteen. You guys had a, uh, you know, a, a single drop with Triple B because you guys signed to Triple B. Uh, you had that single drop last year, and then more recently on the AHC mm-hmm. Volume Five, you guys were featured on that as well. Uh, but uh, as far as working on a new record. Are you guys going to do like an EP next or an LP? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we're we're doing an LP, um, and uh, it's taken a long time to write it because it was the first time we've ever really written together. Because mm-hmm. um, the first two EPs were written at the same time, actually, and they were just split up into oh, wow. two different EPs, 
and uh it's just how it worked out and um and it was like once we started playing shows i kind of was worried i lost it because it was all written before we even got to play shows everything that we had out and i was like freaking out and i put off writing music for so long until until nick started playing and we started writing together and uh we did we wrote uh broke which was a single on uh the re-release of a tale of sudden love and then did the comp song for america's hardcore and while all that was going on i've been working on we've been working on an lp we started recording it last weekend and probably going to be done recording it this time next week. But I mean, with pressing plants, I have no idea how long it would be until it actually comes out. But it's been so much fun writing it and so much fun recording it. It's, I don't know, it's the experience that I've wanted out of writing music and writing uh, music for life's question. It's been so fun. I, I'm stoked for it to come out. We'll probably do like singles along the way. I mean, We'll see. I think it's kind of crazy. Like you have to find creative ways to, uh, I don't know, keep putting shit out there these days with pressing plants and everything. So we'll see what we end up doing. And hopefully we can come up with some cool way to put shit out. And cause we definitely need to be putting more music out. It's been, it's been so long and we don't have that much music up We're ready to play new music too, for sure. And is it discouraging at all knowing that, okay, like the, the, this uh, record is being recorded, but with this, you know, huge issue, right? Because uh, the vinyl aspect is a big deal of releasing a record and to not be able to have a, yeah. a, a quick enough turnaround time. It's like, okay, the, the record gets recorded, but you're not going to be able to put it out for, you know, X amount of months because you're waiting for it to get pressed and hopefully it gets pressed on the right schedule and there's no delays for it to get pushed back even further. So it's like mentally, is that rough to, to, to deal with knowing that you're working so hard to, to put this record out, but knowing that even when you're done, like you still have to wait a long time until it gets pressed and you're able to actually release it. Mm, yeah yeah no it's definitely it's definitely a little discouraging i mean it is what it is and um i know time will fly but the only thing i'm worried about is by the time it's actually out am i still gonna like the songs which i mean probably will because playing playing songs live is adds a whole different dynamic and a whole different vibe and um i think as long as we hold off for the record to come out to to play most of those songs i mean it'll it'll feel fresh and it'll feel fun i i know time will fly and we'll think of something we'll be able to put songs out somehow in some way shape or form before the full lp drops on vinyl so i don't know i'm also stoked to think of different ways like maybe doing music videos and stuff and uh, uh we have time to think of some cool stuff to do so i'm gonna try to take advantage of it and that was something I was going to sure. ask because I'm a, a huge fan of bands doing music videos because I, I feel like that's uh, such a cool mm -hmm. way to um, to promote the song, but also show a different side of the band because there's so many different directions you can take when it comes to a music video. So th that's something you guys are seriously planning on doing with this upcoming record. Yeah, we've talked about it. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's hard because it's, I don't know, it's, easy to do a music video in some ways and it's hard it's like easy in the way where you can find somebody who does music videos pretty mm -hmm. easily 
because uh, I mean, so many people have cameras, so many people uh, shoot their shot at it. And um, just, I just want to, would want to do it right. I would want it to stick, you know, like music videos are so cool. I love them so much. And they were such a big part of me finding out about music when I was a kid that I would want to have a cool music video and not just something to have something. So definitely would take a couple meetings of the minds to figure out something cool. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I, we should be able to. I mean, I think I'm stoked. Everybody in the band is pretty creative, and we're all into the same stuff. There's never really a, like a creative struggle. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll figure out something cool. And I'm, I'm curious about you mentioning that when you were uh, in the writing process and you were curious if uh, you still uh, you know, had that creativity to write songs since it had been so long. What was it like on like that, you know, that first step to be like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to start writing for the new record. And uh, what was that like since you hadn't done it in so long? And when did you get to the point where you, you realized like, okay, cool. Like I still got this. Like, even though it's been a minute, like I, I can still put out, you know, these awesome tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really like, I got to give the credit to Nick. I mean, I, I just really was putting it off. And then for, I think it was the America's Hardcore Comp, we wrote that song kind of peak COVID and just wrote it on FaceTime with Nick. And we wrote it so fast. So like him just AirPods in on the drums and just jamming and, my, and me AirPods in and just like go back and forth. And he would just record his drums the whole time we were talking about it. So he could go back and listen to what he was playing and what we were talking about and kind of piece it together. And he would send me a track. I'd record guitar. It's, it's insane. It's hard to explain, but it just felt easy and fun. And I would be surprised by what he sends me on drums because it'd be a little different than we talked about and have like his flair on it. And I'd be able to sit down and actually think of, um, I don't know, riffs and stuff and parts to go along with what he sent me. And so it was a new way to write and it was just exciting. And I was just like, holy shit, I can't believe this actually works and can write something that we like, that we like doing that. And so we just kept doing that over and over. Like we would just FaceTime randomly and just come up with a song and just kind of did that until the um, LP was pretty much written. And I think, yeah, just after writing that comp song, that was like, okay, like we can do this. Like I feel, I feel confident that we can, uh, that we can write something. I mean, he definitely, I, I, I don't know what it would have sounded like if I had to write it on my own. I don't even know if I would have been stoked, but definitely, definitely stoked. And, uh, same with Abby, like she came in and she, she wrote song, she wrote parts of the, of the comp and she has a really good here for like the parts and the big parts and i more so just like playing fast and playing guitar solos and um i think that's kind of uh i don't know helped us set our songs apart a little is having those big melodic parts or trying to have some big melodic parts and throw it in here and there and so i definitely like am uh, stoked that she got to do that a lot more for the lp and so yeah, I'm I'm stoked. We'll see. We like it. When you're starting to write these songs for the LP 
And I, I'm curious because I, I, I don't know how to write music. So I, I was wondering how this works. Uh, when, when you sit down, you're like, all right, I'm going to start writing for the LP. Do you have an idea of what you want the whole LP to sound like? Or are you just kind of uh, just kind of piecing things together as you go along? Because obviously when you sit down to listen, listen to a record, you want it to kind of you know make sense like sonically, like when you kind of step back and look at all the tracks together. Because uh, obviously you don't want things to sound like too different, you know, going through the track list. So when you're doing this, like, do you have like like one kind mm-hmm. of idea? Like, OK, I want it to have this general tone throughout the record. Or are you just kind of uh, d- discovering it as you're writing these new songs? Yeah, it's definitely more so discovering it as we're writing it. Like I definitely at times like during the buildup of like knowing that. I have to write it was like what do i want that what do i want it to feel like what do i want it to sound like but i think that just kind of got in the way like and when we started writing me and nick i was just like take it song by song like write a song and if we like it then it's on the lp and not really think about like we weren't really thinking like all right we should write a slow slower song today or or a fast song it was just kind of just come up with whatever and whatever like fast or slow or short or long it is. If you like it, then keep it. And that, that felt really good. It, it felt really good that we didn't have like a, a checklist for it and just got to just fucking go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna, it's, I like doing that. Yeah. It's going to have that freedom and see where it takes you. Yeah. Cause for me, just being like a person who listens to music, I'm always impressed how, bands are able to kind of uh, just bring it all together and, and make it sound like a record right and and not just a, like a bunch of different uh you know songs that sound like they could be you know different subgenres of hardcore but somehow like you know it's like oh the this band knows like their sound and they're able to, to 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 make it work i always find that really impressive when bands are able to to do that when they write uh, like a whole new record yeah yeah for sure it's definitely interesting like I would love to hear what other bands do because mm-hmm. I mean, and I love talking to people what they do, what their what their writing process is to like the the like lead songwriters of bands because everybody does it a little different and it's all like I don't know, it's all like a dope. It's fun. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely cool. Okay, I'm- it's a big crazy thing writing an LP. I think everybody can attest to that. Yeah, whenever I, I talk to people about putting out like a, a new album, and it, it, it always seems like when like talks of LP get into you know the discussion, it seems like it's always like this big undertaking. Like, you know, do bands really want to uh, you know come together and put out that many tracks? And I, I always feel like some bands are uh, curious if the audience wants that many tracks, right? Because obviously there's a, the fear of writing mm. these like filler songs that people are, are just going to skip over. They want to be able to produce something that band or that their friends won't really skip they want people to be able to listen to it front to back and really enjoy it right so it's it's always interesting to me because like some bands uh, you know somehow managed to pull off you know these lps where it's just like you know bangers front to back and that's just like very impressive to me and i always uh, you know love and wish that more bands would like want to take that challenge on because because obviously some bands don't last that long and they fizzle out before they even get to that point where they can put out an lp yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is super scary. I mean, I definitely would like to have more LPs than EPs. Just, I mean, just growing up, I don't know, just being a metalhead, 
just I love LPs. Like I love sitting down to listen to band's record and it's more than 30 minutes of my time. Like it's 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 fun getting lost lost in it and then not just uh just uh ending super quick. Like you can I don't know do something while you're listening to it and you don't have to run over and switch it to another record or another band. I don't know. I just I just like it. Yeah, I, I love long records too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I, I don't get. Uh, yeah, I think um, ours. Go ahead. What are you saying? Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh no, I, I was just gonna say that I I, I agree yeah. with you because I I love being able to sit down mm-hmm. and want to like dissect like every aspect and just try to like you know see the the album for more than just the music right because i want to like you know read the lyrics and try to find these like deeper meanings of the songs and i want to like stare at the artwork and try to find these little you know uh things that may be hidden or just like random things that they put in that they thought that probably nobody would even even look at you know yeah yeah for sure it's i don't know it's awesome like i think everybody should want to do it because you can do so much with it like you have a lot of time and uh you know that record gives you a lot of like time like a lot of minutes of music to like do some crazy shit that you probably wouldn't do if you were trying to keep it you know short like keep your release short and uh your song is not that long like you get some time to be creative and you get like a platform to be super creative with shit you get to kind of go off and it's something that's going to be around for a while and you're going to want to you're going to want to juice it for a while. So you get to you know, do stuff that you wouldn't normally do. You wouldn't think about doing, you get to really sit and think about doing some crazy different shit. It's, it's super fun. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a, a life event. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just go all out. So it, since it shows, yeah, I'm, I just, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, no, no, no. I, I was doing, I was just rambling. <laughs> I was just going to mention, uh, since uh, shows have uh, you know started coming back, seems life's questions, uh, you know, getting out there and you know building up to be really busy. But I wanted to ask you about this uh, past weekend. You guys were able to play the Koyo um, record release weekend, and I'm such a fan of that yeah, band. Yeah. And w- when I saw that, uh, you know, I'm uh, you know Abby was on one of their tracks and. Uh, you know, did vocals. I, I thought that was uh, super awesome, and I I, I love that song. But uh, for you guys to, to be able to go out there and, and play that, I, I thought it was really cool. But I was just curious what your experience was like because I've, I've only seen pictures and videos, so I, I'm just like you know so mm-hmm. jealous of everyone who was able to get to experience that weekend because I'm such a fan of uh, Koyo and that album. Yeah, yeah, us too, man. I that's definitely like one of our our favorite bands like collectively for life's questions we just fucking love coil so much and it was just the perfect combination of things because that our favorite venue shakers it's our favorite venue to play like hands down like we all love playing there so much and we uh played there on our first tour i think it was like the second day of our uh first tour we played there and it was just like holy shit what is this place you, you can do whatever you want Mm-hmm. sound is cool like so many kids go and like kids who just like live in the area and they just go and they mosh and they like the bands and they learn the words and everybody's super nice to each other and they super 
accepting and interested in one another. It's just fucking best venue ever. And um, we were pretty scared because that hurricane came through and the show was like pretty much canceled. And we were all super bummed because we didn't get to go on Friday. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're like, fuck, when are we going to get to see Coyo? And then the morning of the, the LI skies just showed up and it was a nice day and we got to go there and play and it wasn't like crazy. It rained on the way, but I don't know, just miracle happened and we got to play, we got to see Coyo and I got to do part super fun. It was like one of the funnest sets ever watching Coyo and we had a super fun time playing. It was our first show with Michael who uh, plays guitar and hangman. It was our first show with him on bass and it was just, um, it just felt right. It was just proper. It was so much fun. Oh, so he, he's in the yeah, band now. The, and, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's in the band. He, he was kind of a, a, a mid COVID decision. We just, we need somebody. We, when we came back and he's so good and he's just like our best friend. So, and he has the time. So it's awesome. Yeah. You know, it, it is funny because I, uh, you know, uh, follow you guys on social media so when i see uh you know like josh's stories or michael's stories and i see like all of you guys and it always seems like you guys are always just like whatever you're doing if it's just like a simple barbecue or you guys are out like at a bar it always just seems like everyone's always just so happy yeah seriously man the vibe is always so good i i like most of our friends are on long island it's just, they're just uh good people it just breeds good people something in the water Mm-hmm. We just love being there. We love being with our friends from there. Uh, everybody in Hangman, those are like our best friends of all time. And I was actually supposed to see 311 the night of that Koyo show with Ron, who plays drums in Hangman. And we've been talking about seeing 311 together since we like since we met. But mm-hmm. it got called off because of Hurricane, which I was super bummed naturally because 311 is the best band of all time. But I just... Uh, I don't know. Grateful I got to see Koyo though. So no real easy loss. It'll be another time. But yeah, those are our, those are best friends. We always have a blast. That's awesome. And I, I'm, I'm curious, were you able to catch Living Weapon that night? Oh yeah, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, they're so good. I was worried we were gonna miss them because we got kind of a late start because we just got a text around noon it was like hey the show's back on can you guys make it by the show mm-hmm. and so we just immediately like packed up and drove there and we called him it was so awesome it was it was a great set great first set it sounded super good and everybody's moshing and having an awesome time it was a perfect addition for sure yeah it was when, when i first saw the flyer and i was just like living weapon i i think that's like one of the coolest like band names uh, and I'm hoping it's like an Iron Fist reference. I'm not sure if it is or not, but I, I was like, that's so crazy. And I, I remember I like reached out to to Joey and I was just like, who is that? And for, for some reason, he, he it was like it was like he wanted to keep it under wraps. because I guess like it wasn't really like public yet, like who was in the band or what was going on. It's like the music was even out at that point. And then when like the record dropped, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like finally, I I get to check this out. And I'm like, damn, this is uh, crazy, but also cool that uh, you know that their first show is going to be that at that Koyo like record release weekend. Because I know they're all friends, but it was just like, yeah, I was like, 
cool this is an awesome mm-hmm. new band and a, another band that i can like look forward to you know hopefully to see in the future because yeah crazy music i l- l- like love that first release yeah yeah so good i i hope they're gonna be a band that plays a lot of shows like and i'm not sure i didn't really um didn't really get to talk to them too long about uh how uh serious of a band that's going to be or mm-hmm. how hard they're trying to go with it but i I hope they do because they're they were awesome. They were so awesome. Okay, and uh, you guys are uh, traveling to uh, the uh, Scranton Wilkesbury area in late October to play that uh, Still Won't Break Fest, which I'm uh, super stoked about because I- I'm going to be there. Yeah. I- I'm flying from California to Pennsylvania to be there for that fest. Nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Fuck su- yeah, man. It's awesome. It's going to be awesome, dude. I'm super stoked. Yeah. Cause I just like looking at the lineup and, uh, it's just like super crazy. And then also like, obviously like so many great bands, but you know, finally get to see life's question again, like, you know, the first time after FYA. So yeah, it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, man. Yeah. Me too. It's going to be, it's going to be so fun. The lineup is crazy. Um, I can't remember if, is Koyo playing that? Do you know? Uh, no, they're, they're, they're playing so many shows that I can't even tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're not on that one. Um, if, if I'm looking they're at the, not. yeah, I'm looking at the lineup right now, but it's uh, like the, the day you guys play, it's like Mind Force, Warn, Strength for a Reason, Restraining Order, Choice to Make, uh, End It, Gag, Angels of Edge, uh, Life's Question, and Age of Apocalypse, and. I think hold on and there's one more band nice yeah that that is awesome yeah crazy day for you guys and then also you guys are playing the the, the next day in philly with that crazy show with a uh, dead heat you know end it be all end all stand still oh yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy i i those are two shows that i'm like unbelievably excited for and um those are some of the first painted true shows too and so i i'm super excited for that yeah I, i'm still surprised because i i was who's I, I i was talking to, to bob wilson and to greg uh when they're on the podcast like like a week or two ago and like yeah it to me it, it just felt like painted truth had already played a show but then when i sat down and we were talking about it and they're like yeah they haven't played their first show yet I was tripping out because I've listened to that record so many times, right? And then, yeah, and then the split, and it's just like kind of really like, oh yeah, they, they haven't done anything yet. Obviously, because of like you know the, the pandemic and everything, but I I was just tripping out because I I guess it just in my mind I, I just kind of made up that they already did, and it was just like something that I was gonna have to catch eventually. But yeah, that uh, that that's wild. Yeah. yeah, no, sure, it's definitely crazy, and um, and I'm gonna I'm playing in Pantures. So it's like crazy. I in life's question now. It's his. It's his uh, baby. Mm-hmm. He wrote all the songs during COVID, mm-hmm. and I wrote one song on the first record, and kind of just throwing it in last minute because it was just a, like a fun recording project, and I was like, I want to write a song, and so I wrote a song and sent it to him and. And he just turned it into a monster, and it just took this huge life of its own. And, and it's it's crazy. Like we practiced a couple times, and it, it just feels crazy. We're kind of in the same boat. Like you haven't played a show yet, which feels really weird because that record's been a more of a thing than they expected it to be. Mm-hmm. 
than I think that Michael ever planned for it to be. And so it's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure. So I'm, I'm thinking about those shows a lot because I'm just like, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know. I feel like expectations are a little high and I mean, it'll be fun. I just hope people are stoked. So, um, who's like in the band because it, it's what i'm obviously you michael and chris reeney is still playing drums yeah 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 yeah. it's uh me michael chris reeney and zach who plays bass in reign of salvation and nick who plays guitar in buried dreams okay and that's that's the lineup and uh, um that's what it will be for that tour and the shows and uh yeah just good buddies great vibes yeah and, uh yeah they're awesome people to play with yeah and yeah and i'm just thinking about it too because yeah the, the, that record definitely caught a lot of people's attention and it, 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 that's gonna be crazy I, and i'm hoping for you guys to get out to the west coast at some point because i know there's a lot of people out here who are a fan of pain of pain of truth yeah it'd be so fun it's so fun, man. It's 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 crazy. I, I nobody expected to really be doing anything or doing as much as we're doing with Paint of Truth. And it's it's really just Michael. I mean, he's he's a, he's such a good songwriter, and he I don't know he's super unique, and he knows what's catchy, he knows what's good. So it's it'll be super fun to to be along for that. Yeah. Uh, that, that that's gonna be interesting to, to see you guys get out there and you know be able to you know actually do stuff and hopefully more new music yeah yeah for sure yeah we've kind of we've been writing stuff for sure and going back and forth a little, little more now that we're practicing together it's for a while none of us were in a room together because of covid mm-hmm. so definitely we'll be working on some shit yeah and yeah I, and i'm looking at like what life's question that's going on like past october you guys have that short run with uh knock loose skate creeper and 200 stab wounds that's crazy because you gotta think about uh, knock loose uh you know probably what like top three like biggest band in hardcore right now so for you guys to, to you know, do a couple of dates with them I, I think that's pretty awesome because guarantee there's gonna be like a lot of you know new kids uh checking you guys out that probably aren't, aren't familiar yeah yeah for sure man I'm, I'm super stoked about that it's it's gonna be crazy like those are their uh some of their first shows back i think they were going to be their first official shows back before they did the uh the festival in las vegas mm-hmm. and uh i mean still they're going to be big like they're smaller venues were knocked loose and so I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to pack out pretty good and and uh, I'm I'm stoked I'm super stoked to play with them and play play those venues and be a part of their first shows back because I I know they're going to be legendary every time I've, I've seen them it's it's awesome it's 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 insane so it'll it'll be definitely an honor to share the stage for the first shows back and uh, I'm stoked to see Gate Creeper and. 200 stab wounds too also because i i haven't got to see them so it's it's gonna be a fun couple of days yeah and that's like literally in about a week which I, i'm like looking at the dates and like i didn't realize it was like coming up so soon yeah <laughs> yeah we're gonna leave for it um this weekend and for the upcoming shows like 
that you guys have do you have plans to play any of those new songs that you have written for the upcoming lp or are you just kind of save those so they're actually recorded and people can actually listen to them whenever they come out we'll probably start playing them after these shows uh we haven't been able to practice too much so and um so we're just probably we just want to be fans uh we're not fans well new people there like that haven't seen us before Mm -hmm. i just want to i don't know just just be solid not really take any risk because yeah we we don't we don't practice too much we haven't been able to and just don't want to get up there and you know just sound all crazy and fall apart <laughs> well who knows maybe the, the people go oh maybe this is how it's supposed to be <laughs> since they probably uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but okay that that makes yeah, sense that. Um, yeah we'll see I'm, I'm excited and and if it's not too personal you'd mention yeah, it should be super fun I, I think it's go ahead oh go ahead go ahead no sorry um it's, it's fine i'm all I'll, I'll continue i was after. just gonna say uh all right, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say um, that it's I it's I think it's two shows back to back at Sanctuary, which they're doing a lot of on this tour because they're smaller venues and they've been selling out shows super quick. So that'll be exciting because um, we never we've never played in Michigan actually, so it, it feels it feels really cool that our first Michigan shows ever are such uh, great venues with awesome bands. It's crazy. Yeah, because you, you got to think about for a, a band like Life's Question, who's done a full U.S., it, it's not uh, you know that often that you can play uh, a, a new place for the first time, right? Uh, you know that often because like when you're yeah. doing the, these like consistent tours, it's like yeah, like you've been to so many of these different markets. So the fact that you get to go to Michigan for the first time, I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was going to ask um, if, if it's not too personal before you had mentioned that mm-hmm. um, you're uh, moving, uh, right? Because uh, you ended up in Philly. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, totally. Uh, we ended up moving to Philly. Just uh, we, we moved back to Maryland before the Higher Power Tour. Mm-hmm. And COVID hit. And Maryland's just crazy, crazy expensive everywhere that I've that I've ever lived in Maryland it's it's pretty expensive and um we like Philly and Josh had moved there and we planned on staying in Maryland but I mean you know just it was it was time to try something new especially with COVID going on and things being a little weird it's just kind of like why not so we moved up to Philly it's a pretty awesome place we we had some friends here already and uh just loved it so much and we're just we're just moving like 10 minutes away like just to a different part of philly and uh i don't know just just to get a bigger space and uh yeah we'll probably be here a long time it's i still get to go see family in maryland all the time and friends and we get to go up to new york it's a perfect central location and uh it's awesome it's awesome for music skateboarding and and art just it's it's cool for anything you want to do if you're trying to do something in the scene that's that, that's really awesome to hear i i've never been to philly uh which is uh, pretty crazy because I, I i think about it all the time oh, wow. yeah I, like I've, I've talked to so many people who are you know from there or who are you know participate in the scene out there 
but I, I still haven't had a chance to to go. But um, trying to uh, you know make it happen sometime in the future because I, I feel like there's just so much cool shit going on out there, right? So many good bands, so many cool shows that I have to like. That's like a destination that like I really want to get to at some point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you should uh, if you have the time, stop down after the fest, and we could all hang out, get some dope food, and show you around. It'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. No. We'll 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 talk about it. We'll we'll, we'll try to figure something out. Um. But yeah, yeah. But you 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 mentioned art, and I uh, you know obviously I I've seen a lot of your artwork uh you know th- through just like you know you working with a, a ton of different bands. Uh, I'm I'm curious how you started uh you know doing all that. Like, have you always been uh you know into uh you know creating art as a kid, or is that something you just like kind of picked up later on in life? Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I always did it as a kid, and um, I, I, I think it really just started from uh, just loving skateboard graphics, like skateboarding and music, like iconically, I think have the best art in the world, and it got me into it for sure. Just always drawing shit that I think we look dope on a skateboard, and uh, just drawing a bunch growing up, and then. Once started playing in bands, I um, I mean, wanted to design shirts. Like shirts are so cool, They're the coolest thing ever. I mean, it's it's I don't know, it's my favorite. It's probably my favorite platform to show art. It's just like dope shirts. Like they look cooler the more they age, and you can I don't know, kind of like know the era based off the design. It's cool, and so I, when I was in my first band, I just tried to figure out how to, like, draw something and end up on a shirt, or design something and end up on a shirt. And uh, my brother is a was pretty good with Photoshop and video stuff, and kind of showed me how to do it. And then it was just years of like super, super shitty designs, and trying to figure shit out just with my own bands before I got to do something for another band. But I don't know. I definitely loved it. It's, it was always, and still is something I can just sit down and do for hours and hours and just not get tired of it. It's, it's so fun. It's fun seeing stuff come to life. Yeah. And I, I assume you're super busy with it. Cause it's just like, there's always like a new flyer or new merch or album art that I'm always just like seeing that's like, you know, been done by you. And I was like, geez, this guy's, you know, working with like a lot of people staying busy, like consistently throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, I'm super grateful for it, man. It's it's more than I expected to come from it ever, and um, I don't know. I I owe a lot to a lot of giving me a chance, you know, and uh, letting me put stuff out there or get creative with things, or just uh, I don't know, just work together on things. It's it's been awesome, and uh, I'd love to do it forever. Okay. And, and in your bio on Instagram, uh, you know, uh, paradise of flowers, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, uh, how you're involved with that. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the homie from back in the day, Nathan, I've just been friends with him forever. He, he runs relentless screen printing. And, uh, I did a little, like, I just did a little beastie boys license to ill, uh, piece for fun. I had done a couple of things, during COVID when things were slow just for fun mm-hmm. and uh, just like bootleg ideas or just little 
takes on artwork of bands that I really like. And I just posted the BC Boys one one day because I, I don't know, I, I had it in my phone and I was like, I should post it. And he just hit me up and he does a, um, he does Paradise of Flowers, which is like cool creative bootlegs. And he was like, would you want to do this on a shirt? And then we just thought of a few different things to do it on and a few different designs and just to just wanted to have some fun with it. So it was definitely cool that he was down to do that because I, I didn't really think anything would come from it. I was just posting something for fun, but mm-hmm. he's, he's the man and he, and he, uh, I don't know, brought it to life in a cool way. So yeah, got to give him a shout out. And if, and he's it, relentless screen printing is fucking awesome too. They always crush it and they always helped us out in the beginning of life's question and, and all our bands. So, yeah, Paradise of Flowers and Relentless Screen Printing. Gotta shout him out. Nate's the fucking man. Yeah, definitely shout out Paradise of Flowers. I was looking at their like uh, catalog and I saw that they did some uh, Lizzie McGuire stuff. There was like a shirt and some shorts, and I'm like, that's fucking yeah. awesome. Because <laughs> you know, being like a, a a kid back then and and growing up with that show on the like Disney Channel, I was like, this is this, this is like you know something. That, it just kind of just brought me back to like you know I because. They were supposed to come back with like a newer show, right? And there was like creative differences, so it's like probably never gonna oh, happen. What? Yeah, but um, so just to see that, I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. That there's somebody else out there that you know is probably in the same age group, or maybe somebody that's just a super fan that went back and uh, you know watched this cool show. Uh, so I, I I think that's super awesome. So yeah, definitely want to give them a shout out. Yeah, yeah, for sure, they're awesome. They always think of nostalgic stuff to do, and they always crush it. It's awesome. And um, outside of uh, Pain of Truth, Life's Question, are, are you um, working on any other music project, any other bands? Um, I definitely, like, always try to have something churning. Like, I love writing music, but I've definitely been dialing it back because um, I've, I've been a lot busier, just art stuff, just mm-hmm. with everything coming back so fast. I mean, not really so fast, but when it came back, it really did. Like, it was like one show, and then everybody started booking shows and trying to rush to put out records. And so I've been super busy and haven't been able to jam around too much. But I'm always working on stuff. Uh, my buddy Chuck, uh, and uh, he plays in Foreign Hands. He has a bunch of songs written, and we're doing a band, Nuaza, and I'm playing drums. And our first show is in two weeks and he's really the mastermind behind it just writes all the songs and i just wanted to play drums doing i wanted to play drums for something so bad mm-hmm. and um i'll be doing it with him and it's gonna be super fun besides that just i mean stuff here and there i'll always i'm always writing music with my brother and some of my friends and we'll see i don't want to i don't want to you know do too many things and get burnt out for sure, no, I, I totally get that, and, and and that's cool that you know, you're uh, you know uh, cautious with your time and not wanting to spread yourself too thin. But you're you're playing drums, so are you a drummer now versus back when you almost had to play drums on that Life's Questions tour? Um, probably still same skill level. I just okay. like want to do it so bad. I mean, I I should be our I should be able to do it okay. Like I'm not I'm not a monster drummer or nothing, but. I just want to fucking play drums and, pl- and play super hard and, and play all crazy and, and see if I can do it. I mean, if, if I suck, I'll definitely give him the go ahead to give me the boot, but I'm going to give it my all. 
he's putting me in. So we'll see. I, I don't know. It's it's one of the funnest things. I think every guitarist in the world wants to play the drums because it's just so fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, stoked I, to do it. Yeah, I, I, I can only imagine because whenever back in the day when I was in a band, whenever we'd have band practice, all I wanted to do was play the drums because I just had no responsibility. Right, it wasn't my kid. I could just, you know, they're just there already. So I'm like, yeah, you know, let me pick up the sticks. Let me try to, you know, create some crazy sounds. But I, I never knew what I was doing. It, it was just fun to hit shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, straight up, that's what it is. It's just they're there and they're set up. And the whole time you're practicing playing guitar, you're just thinking about playing the drums. And as soon as it's over, hop on and rest is history. Practice is over. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. Maybe once I get my own drums, it'll be less fun. But it's always fun when somebody else's drums. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's 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 awesome. that's awesome and and hopefully yeah maybe you get to that point and uh new waza you know uh you know you guys continue on and who knows maybe that's another band that takes off for you yeah yeah it'd be, it'd be super fun like it's uh it'll definitely be a super fun show and uh my buddy pringle who was on the podcast with josh last time he was on he'll be playing bass and that's like one of my best buddies we just became really good friends since i moved to Philly, so that's another reason why it's going to be super fun to just jam out. And um, yeah, that'll be super cool. And um, probably try to start playing some shows with my brother. We have like a Fu Manchu kind of band that we've been trying to do for a while. And uh, probably try to do that too. I mean, that's scary because it's not hardcore. I never played a show that's not a hardcore show. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Just, you know, just trying to have fun. Hell yeah, that's what it's all about. Well, thank you, Ridge, for uh, doing the podcast. I've, uh, you know, been going back and forth with Josh for so long about having you on the podcast. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we we're finally able to do it. But before we sign off, uh, is there anything you would like to say? Uh, no, man, I'm, I'm stoked you got to have me on. I mean, I'm stoked to talk about everything and stoked that you're interested. And yeah. Can't wait to hang out when you come to that fest. It's going to be super fun. We'll have a good time. Hell yeah. Well, seriously, thank you again. And thank you for everybody who tuned in. Goodbye. <laughs>